0: It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The Nimble with Numbers team presents Chalked Block with Bo, Bo Big Time McBrayer.
1: I
2: gotta know what a $5 shake tastes like. That's hot.
1: That's hot. I want winners, Bo. You don't know Diddley. And his partner, Scott Stack Simpson. Do you know who I am? I'm trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. Let's make a move. Let's make a move.
2: Hey, you guys, welcome to Chalk Blocked on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Yeah, we're the world's sexiest DFS show for now. And uh, yeah, we're brought to you. Let's pay some bills first. We gotta pay the bills. We got lots of bills. Uh, We are brought to you by Big Time Flavor Co., home of the world's most deliciously intense condiments hot box gourmet hot sauce. Make sure you check out bigtimeflavorcode.com. When you're checking out, enter that promo code CHOC21. Get yourself 10% off your total. There's a couple of new items on there. We got a Nashville hot seasoning and you get all four products on the site in a bundle and you're saving even more money off the total price. The big time bundle is all four products for $34.99. Get yourself some. Get yourself some flavor, get yourself some spice, and get it for cheap. That's bigtimeflavorcode.com. As you can see, we got a mystery man joining us down there. Some kind of rare Pokemon from the from the from the Gala region. Uh, yeah, we don't know who it is. Actually, I do, and Scott probably does, since he's the one that hired him to replace me. Because I don't do math
1: real well. Bo Bo allegedly was trying to say I kidnapped him from some, like, you know, I don't know. Calculus club.
0: Like an elementary school or something. Like, that was very offensive, but who am I to judge?
1: It was was
2: a little out of taste. It was a little out of taste, Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I, I rescinded that tweet. It, it, it kind of shed a bad light on the elementary school teacher, <laughs> of all people. <laughs> appreciate it, buddy. The sentiment is there when you guys find out who this gentleman is. That we've oh, had a so terrible young. team.
1: Yeah, he's,
2: he he looks even younger than he is,
0: and that's saying a lot.
1: I know he's legal, and, folks. He's legal. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, so speaking of somebody who's legal, before legal we- for what? what,
0: what, 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 do we need to be legal or unlegal for, Scott?
1: Build enough, enough to party. Gambling. Gambling. Yeah. Well, Very it's, true. Yeah. To, to get the gambling in, you know. Real um, fast.
0: So when I was like maybe 16 or 17, I had just gotten my license. I was driving and I pulled up to a stoplight. And this like older guy, older, he's probably in his mid thirties, pulled down next to me, rolled down his window, goes, hey, dude, do you like to party? And I was like, yeah, I think he was meant, you know, let's do some poppers or I don't know what he meant. And I was like, yeah, I I didn't know. So now, 20 years later, I know what this guy was after. He wants to party.
2: Yeah. So uh, as you can see, we are joined by a well-known stalwart gladiator, a legend of the DFS realm. That is the Detroit Beastie himself, Chris Robin.
1: He's a beast. He's definitely a beast for
2: sure. Thank you, boys.
0: This yeah. is a long time coming. Let's be honest here. Uh, and again, it was it was my fault. I, I need to come clean, ask for uh, forgiveness, make amends. We we were scheduled to do this, what, Scott, a month or two ago. And then like a dummy, like I try and plan. Like I write things down and I use my planner and I try to be professional, wear a suit and tie at, at work. And it, every facet of my life is pretty well run, except when when I'm asked to be on broadcast and I book, you know, radio shows and such and i i double booked on accident and i felt awful so i apologize scott i'm making it right i'm staying up very late to be with you guys and uh i'm excited
1: uh, i'm so excited you're here brother and i mean for me it, it, there's so many uh schedules that are tough to be able to oh, oh i'm sorry i didn't get the cheers there. yeah cheers Uh, Bo was uh, doing. I I just came off the Rum Boys podcast, so I had to drink. You you have to drink on the Rum Boys, so I had to. uh, But, but man, I'm I'm excited because you and I last year we were just DFSing it up every single day,
0: every day, yes, that's
1: what we're here for, you know. And to me, I kind of took a break, kind of chilled out. You kept DFSing. You know, I see you, Your hockey, uh, what the puck is everywhere. I love that. You know what I mean? Like you're you're crushing it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're excited we're excited to have you here. Um, uh, who who do we think this is down here, Bo? Do we have any guesses? Uh, who's joining? You know, Bo, the Beast, myself, George
0: George Takai, maybe for you know Sulu, Captain Sulu,
1: maybe, too maybe, old, too
0: old. maybe. Oh my. Um, maybe, uh, oh.
1: Yeah, I guess, oh
2: my. Actually, oh. I think it's Young Sheldon from that show on TV.
0: Oh.
1: What about Jay? People think Jay thought it was maybe himself. You know, Jay put it out there. I think we would have
2: uh, let him know that he was added to the team.
1: Yeah, we, we would have let him know. Yeah, he we. doesn't
2: even know. play DFS.
1: No, he's he's a cool guy, though, you know, because he comes in a lot of my, my man's memes. Well, let, let's let him introduce himself. Uh, who's the man behind the mask down there in our Pokemon? Uh, who, who do we got going on? Who do we collect down here? Uh Oh,
3: oh, oh, yeah, the oh. fade fade into it. Oh, it is me, Jordan Vanek one on Twitter. I've been uh, I was on the show about what two a, mu- a month two ago, ago. two two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. See if time's flying for me, Um, man, it's it was. You know, Scott and Bo, I appreciate you guys bringing me on the team. I am the lead math magician for this <laughs> for for this squad. I you did steal me out of a calculus class, I guess, from what Bo was trying to get at. But
0: more importantly,
3: we're we're bringing some good football in here. I know Bo watches his Pac-12, but like you know, come on, like we need to watch real football players. Like, come on, SEC, all the way. <laughs> Big
0: Ten's pretty good, sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess the Detroit the Detroit Beastie is is going to be a uh, big tenant up. Which anyways, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm excited to join the team and you know, Detroit Beastie we've we've had a show together already. So I, I know I know your notebooks and your tracking of all your lineups and I'm excited to pick some knowledge again.
0: I had a, a great time with you, and I just want to know is that is that cartoon head going to stay uh, to the like the right side of your body for the length of the show? I, I yes. can,
3: or or let's fade it work. out. Let's
0: fade to black, like an old school '80s uh, Freddy Krueger movie or something. If you can, I
3: can, I can put up a brick wall. Oh. Oh. I, I,
1: That's I like uh, your head. You got a big head, man. I'm I'm into it. You know. <laughs>
2: That's kind of a prerequisite for the nimble team. It's yeah.
1: I don't have a beard, though.
2: I, no. I gotta we okay. gotta buy the fake beard. It's coming in really nicely, though, it. Jordan. Jordan, it's, it's coming in really nicely. You know, it's America.
0: it's funny. You say a big head is a, a prerequisite to be here, and look, my head uh, one is not like the other. My head is like you know, thin and long compared to you know. You guys are you know, it's your heads are very robust. Mine is just kind of long and thin. So uh, yeah. we have trouble fitting. Just a visitor
2: really a hard life in case you're wondering um the reason why jordan might not be speaking as loudly as us is because he doesn't want to wake his mom up
1: he's a good man he's a good man i I will say here here's the backstory on this situation is that you know this is what people will say maybe bo will say this is that you know i lost him so many times last year that I, i needed to kind of find somebody to to help me to take him down i would say that that has that thought did not not cross my mind. It did cross my mind because Jordan brought it up the last time, or the first time we ever hung out and talked. So you know he brought it up himself. I think the thing that I'm impressed with about uh, the way Jordan thinks is that he sees the game differently than I do. And the way that I want to grow is by being able to be around people who have those different edges. You pick up enough of those edges from enough people, and then you're able to uh, just see things in a new light collectively. And so I want to build my meta knowledge. And Bo is an outstanding uh, writer and incredible DFS, head-to-head, I think like 82%, 89%, 70,000% against everybody last year, you know, head-to-head. against you. 110 percent against me uh it
2: would would have been it would have been a lot lower if it if i wasn't playing you every week just to say that well you know what (laughs) yeah well you did well
1: you did well and so i'm excited for jordan to jump in there and just to make us all smarter and uh you know what uh bc we'll be around and so you're welcome to jump into our pods and to hang out with us in the chat and just sharpen the swords man that's that's really what we're trying to do yes Stinkers, thinkers you know so iron
0: sharpens iron as i've heard on uh, on twitter multiple times so i appreciate the invite and i will uh, undoubtedly be taking you up on that from time to time
1: i love that i love that
0: bo you're gonna steer the show brother what are you gonna do here
2: yeah i want to hear from more from the baby-faced assassin over there with the brick wall um so you're you're the lead math math magician um <laughs> the rumor is that Scott and I are pretty good DFS players in our own right, but we don't do math as well as you do. Like we need the guy with the data, the stats, the guy that can go in and make a spreadsheet. I don't even know what a spreadsheet looks like. Like when Scott put out his DraftKings, uh, like his value chart, I, like it took everything in me just to read it. Like it, and that was a pretty straightforward, <laughs> simple one. So yeah, I need somebody who's Excel proficient to to make us better to make our our our, the consumers of our brand better, um, mm-hmm. win them more money so they they like us and they continue to like us and to watch our show. Um, so yeah, Jordan, I want to hear from you and I, I wanted to personally welcome you to the team because we we really need somebody who can crack those numbers and make sense of them for me especially.
3: Yeah, so the, the big thing that I bring is um, Z-Score, which is the metric I use for weighing out what Am I going to go to the Derrick Henry route, the Travis Kelsey route, the top end receiver route? Um, and then with my spreadsheets themselves, I've seen from the bigger companies that when they do projections, they don't, you know, say Mahomes is playing the Jets. They don't project Mahomes for 30. They'll project him at that safe 26, 27 point range. And he'll be like three or four points better than, you know, Russell Wilson, who's playing in a bad, bad matchup. But like, well, Mahomes is playing the Jets. We're going to assume that he's going to go get 30. But these these projection sites won't do it, and I want to have I want to separate that gap. So, I'll run a uh, projection like oh. multiplier, and I'll go ahead and project Mahomes for thirty because he's playing the Jets and he's in a smash spot. And I want you to play Mahomes. I don't want you to think, well, Russell Wilson's six hundred cheaper and he's going to only score two points less. No, go play Mahomes. He's playing the Jets. It's worth it. The guy's un- I mean, he's been unbelievable in his career. I think. When I pulled the last data sheet that I'm working on, still is that I believe in 70 or 70% of Mahomes' games, he scores over 25 points in DraftKings, which is just, it's just just such a safe floor. So, like, if he's playing the Jets and you project him 27, it's like he's in a smash (laughs) spot. I'm putting him for 30 plus.
2: (laughs) So, what you're saying is you're more ballsy than the big companies, and that's why I like you.
3: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the goal. GPPs are a different animal, and that's the way you got to play them, and that's where my success has come in. I, I like GPPs more than cash, and you guys are predominantly cash players from what I've seen. No, no, no.
2: I'm a cash player.
3: Sorry, you are the cash player. Yeah, Scott stacks. is the tournament guy over stacks there.
2: Is the reason he stacks is because that's what he does. Like, <laughs> like I, I win at an incredible rate in cash, which helps me bankroll when I take shots in tournaments. Um, yeah and last year i broke even in tournaments but i was just winning all time all types of double ups in cash and so i could have won more if I was a better gpp player
3: that that's true and i mean beastie over here i have seen and been and in interviewed the the cash game lineups that he's been building and putting out the you know hockey baseball i heard think you do basketball, but I know I've seen your, uh, that's you know. where I learned
0: the method that I use now just happened to be basketball a few years ago and, uh, you know, kind of you know, live and learn and move on. And, and to be honest, uh, w- when I started playing DFS on FanDuel, you know, five, almost eight years ago, I didn't know any better. So it was always uh, a GPP, always a tournament. And as uh, again, in, in any, everything in life, as you grow and as you learn, I kind of put GPPs to the side because the method that I used playing, NBA, I can equate it to any sport, uh, baseball, hockey, football, whatever you want. And I I won't bore you, uh, Vanek, with this, but I play, you know, 180 to 220 lineups a day doing that method. Just you know those three and five man contests. Each one is a dollar or two dollars to get in, and I use the same exact line in every entry. And I can set my watch uh, by the by the profits that come in. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, well in cash it's a little different. But all I've ever tried to do since day one is just double my entry fee. So at 180, let's just call it an even 200 lineups a night. So you're looking at three to 350 dollars a night. If I can double that and get to seven hundred, a little, little bit over that seven seven fifty, then I'm good. All I want to do is double that, and I can set my watch of me doing that three to four days a week. To about another two days a week, uh, a clean sweep because I'm playing one entry in two hundred lineups. I'll hit every single one, and you're looking at twelve to fourteen hundred bucks, uh, and it's it's great. And then you're able. It's a gravy train. You're able to, uh, as you put it, kind of fund. the the fun stuff. If I want to play a hundred dollar head to head with someone, or I want to get in, you know, to like a 50, uh $50, whatever I want to do. But, and then again, one day a week, it's a skunk. It's a wash. But again, the doubling three days a week and hitting a home run, you know, the other two days a week uh, have led me down this path and that's where we're at. And again, I, I rarely, if you notice what I do in like my writing and my broadcasting, Rarely do I post uh, winning winning screenshots or, or say this is how much money I've won, and it, not not to be rude, but it, it's that it's kind of my business. I don't mind telling anybody that, but I've never been into that flashy. Oh, look at me. I won a thousand dollars tonight. or I won 1200 bucks because, uh, from start to finish, I'd like to think people know that they can trust me. People know that I, you know, I'm consistent, whether it's, I, I mean, again, whether it's good or bad, consistency is king what I've noticed, uh, in DFS formats. And I I've stayed the last, uh, I just looked a couple, like a month or two ago. So this, this year, when I did my taxes, so Five years in a row, uh, I average a little bit more than about eleven thousand to twelve thousand dollars in profit, which is fantastic. I mean, I know we all have other jobs, other careers, and as do I. You know, behavioral therapy and doing all that. So this is like a—it's a part-time job in a way. Not getting paid to broadcast, not getting paid to write, but I'm using my efforts and spinning it towards my advantage. Where I'm getting paid on Fanduel quite often. I I tend to uh, like a Friday, every Friday, like a paycheck. I cash out a little bit saturday morning it's in my paypal bam here we are yeah that's that's
1: awesome so here's a question i know that you are rocking it over with the undroppables uh what what are you doing over there can you let people kind of know where they can find you and and uh, you know what's going on over there
0: well you know what i we were taught we're in talks like the the last like three or four months of the season, right? I was on with, with Jack's or I I was on with uh, Tommy and they would just, just in passing go, Oh, we'd love to have you here. I didn't pay any mind to it. And then finally I I had a long phone call, an actual phone call, which people don't do anymore with Mike Reedy. And I go, you know what, Mike, I kind of want to, uh, you know, explore this thing. And one thing led to another couple phone calls with term and chalk and, and here we are. And I, I just told them this probably a month ago in our group chat, text chat or a zoom call, I go, I, I feel like a, like a bum, like a loser. I, I'm, there's nothing for me to do in terms of football. And trust me, I tried running, running by them. Hey, I I, I could do hockey for you guys. I could do baseball for you guys. And it was, uh, it was a no go. So I'm allowed, I'm free in that, in that sense where my hockey and my, uh, uh, baseball lineups are, are free. I have Car blanche with that, but uh, they brought me on strictly to be their DFS guy uh, in season, obviously. And in the, the, I believe it's called the Undraftathon or UndraftaPod coming, you know, all three days of the draft. Uh, I pitched them this idea and they bought it hook, line and sinker where after, you know, people are, are on, they're going to say, well, you know, Trevor Lawrence was just drafted first overall, which is fine and dandy, but we all know there's going to be 10,000 other accounts on Twitter and Facebook doing the same thing i said why don't i put on like a like a, a suit and a tie or a bow tie and after every offensive player is drafted you kick it to me like i'm the weatherman on the news like well the the massive implications here this evening with trevor lawrence should be fantastic for you know and just go well, on and on
2: coming in here
0: yeah and, it, and it's all going.
2: there is tony
0: and it's all parody and entertainment, but th- that's what DFS is. And it's so ridiculous because again, at the end of this month, it ha- really has little to no DFS ramifications because we don't know anybody's price. We don't know how the depth charts are, are, are figured out, but that's why it's fun. It's entertaining and it's parody and they bought it. So that's what I'll be doing at the end of uh, this month and in season, big time DFS with those boys. And I'm uh, very excited and very happy to have been, you know, asked and, and brought on to be with them.
1: That's awesome. We, we love all the undroppables over there. My and uh, is a friend of the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, Andrew,
1: everybody over there, you guys are just, uh, you're the bee's knees. Is the, Can the I take over old, again, old Scott? Scott well, oh, I yeah. want to okay. ask
2: Chris another question. Um, I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to have a statement and I follow it up with a question. Um, one thing I admire about Chris's gameplay is the consistency, but, this guy's good at what I value most, which is bankroll management. Like he's good at managing what he has, what he's making, which contests he plays, and stacking the money, continuous progress. And so you're not going to see him go out of character and f- start flashing big, uh, big changes in what he does. And that's key to managing your bankroll because if you're gambling and you're not managing your bankroll, you're eventually going to lose. Um, So, Chris, I'm going to parlay that with you're you're obviously well within yourself. You're a well-structured young gentleman, Um, but you don't relate a lot to Scott because he doesn't like baseball or softball. He's a softball. Non-lover, and I don't like that about Scott. I I want to ask you about your your involvement with with the the Special Olympics Olympics and what what's coming down the pike. For the Special Olympics, that maybe we convince Scott that baseball and softball are far superior to sure. what he has.
0: America's pastime. I mean, how can you refute that? Uh, real quick, in terms of the bankroll management stuff, again, it's all trial and error. So from day one on Fanduel, here we are. A lot of mistakes, a lot of lost money. And I get for the first time in in the in the duration of my DFS career, I didn't make one deposit during the NFL season. I made one, you know, kind of big one, kind of parlayed what I did with hockey into the football, and I didn't have to make one deposit all season. And that was, you know, it's just like uh, like if if you play video games, you know, World of Warcraft or Zelda, you know, you, 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 you trying to, you want to get swords or shields or stuff. And they're like, you know, uh, things that you can knock off that on your checklist that you're happy. And I've always wanted to do that, you know, go a, a full season of one of the four major sports without depositing. Cause you get people, as you said, Bo, that uh, they're just casual fans. They're just playing and, you know, they blow 20 bucks in a weekend. They're like, that's fine. I'll just put another 20 back, 20 in there. But when you get to a certain point, like we are here, uh, it's like we have to go above and beyond. We have to do more because if people are going to, you know, look for, Look to me for guidance, or look to any of you for guidance. We have to have a set plan. We can't go, oh yeah, yeah. Chris writes all this stuff, but he's always hemorrh—he's hemorrhaging money, and he's always putting money in his account. So again, you know, having not having to deposit money in a way, it, it seems kind of like I'm tooting my own horn, or it's like an egotistical thing. But in a way, it, it's me kind of spinning it that you know I, I'm trustworthy, as I've said, and I I kind of know a thing or two, and this is where we are. And w- when it comes to contest selection that's i I get i I, you guys probably do too i get dms all the time from from well-known people that i interact with or just straight strangers first time interacting and the question i get asked most every day throughout the week is uh, i like your lineup i like your stack what kind of contest do i enter it in and that that is huge if you don't know uh, you know that that's dfs 101 and i'm not putting anybody down or saying oh you're you're silly for not knowing that that's just goes to show you how big of a role uh, you know, bank management and contest selection is. And again, a lot of trial and error blew a lot of money, but this is what it's, what it's given me. And this is what it's done for you guys as well. And, you know, the special Olympic stuff, I kind of fell into that. You know, I I won't, you know, keep you here all night, but I, I was at, worked at a drug and alcohol treatment center for a few years. That's what I wanted to do be an alcohol, CAADC certified alcohol and drug counselor. And after, you know, so many bad, uh, you know, situations, I I won't bring the podcast down, but you get what I'm saying, you know, with the overdoses and the, you know, it it was awful. And I just had to walk away. And I had a friend a, a long time Friend, since we were kids, we're still friends. He goes, I'm working over at, at at CMH, Community Mental Health. Here, this one company's looking for people, and it just so happened that it was with impaired adults, children, and adults. And I got hooked up there, started, you know, teaching a couple classes, meeting with a couple people, uh, and going from there. And then you know, the, the few people that I was helping, you know, the impaired adults and their family. Well, hey. Yeah, Jonathan is one of my right-hand men. I, I always post photos of him because you know he's a, he's a great guy. Everything's very simple. It's very like an envious way of living in a way. No stress, no worry. And oh, he plays Special Olympics basketball. He plays Special Olympics softball. And after one season, you know, you're around enough. The coaches say, "Hey, do you want to help me coach?" Or guy comes up to you and goes, "Hey, uh, we're looking for a head coach for a basketball team." So I've been given that position too. And again, it's something I don't take lightly. I know Scott. You've been uh, with kids a long time. You have a couple daughters. You're an elementary school teacher. It's it's a gift that's given to us that we cannot take lightly. You know the kids are very impressionable, and even impaired adults. They you know that's it. They're impaired. They they lack certain you know skills, communication skills, understanding skills. So when you know someone like uh, the four of us come along, and we're able to you know have this mixture of, of high energy, and we're good people, and we we're not not selfish we're looking to help others and you know push people in the right direction not forcefully not putting people down all those adjectives here uh it makes sense and again with covid you know we had two basketball seasons canceled last year's softball season was canceled but uh i can honestly say here that uh, i'm in area 33 right right outside of detroit and area 33 our softball season is a go just got the email a few days ago so it's so exciting for all, for all these you know the the the, the players And even the coaches who, you know, a lot of them, they're adults, they're not in school anymore. They go to workshops, they, you know, they have little jobs at Kroger or the gas station, whatever. And that stuff all went away because as impaired adults, your, your immune system is compromised. You have to stay in. So a lot of these people, they, they don't know better and they just see it as doom and gloom. And finally to give someone good news, it's always great to give someone good news. We all know that. And when you can collectively give it to a group of people, you know, that play special Olympic softball and the parents. It's just it's just joy all around. So uh, I appreciate you giving me the time to speak of that because it's it's become uh, very near and dear to my heart. And again, I, I love it. And I, I honestly don't see myself ever doing you know anything in terms of a career wise ever again. I have no need to behavioral therapy, working with impaired impaired adults, their families, their co- it's it's just unbelievable. So uh, thanks for letting me you know get everything out here.
1: No, I your, think it's, it's
2: your great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite sports to play too.
1: Well, and Bo, Bo will will test to this. I think when you can uh, serve other people with the gifts that you have and care for others, it just it makes Every a big day. difference. You know, it it it, it gives you a, a, a not like it that you have a deeper purpose than someone else, but just a deeper purpose Absolutely. for yourself. For yourself, and, you know. And
0: I I just want to say, so uh, as of late, if you've noticed uh, on Twitter in the morning, you know. or er, early morning, late or early afternoon, I just, just a couple sentences, not even really a pick me up, just something, you know, positive to say. And as of late, to be fair, two, three weeks now, it's all been about, you know, not being selfish, serving other people. And, you know, you get a casual person that doesn't know who I am or know who we are. And like, this guy's always talking about, you know, helping others, being of service. And what what the heck, this is, you know, this is, it's awful. What the hell? is he doing? Well, that's why, because, you know, helping and serving other people is so it, it makes me the man that you see before me uh, again as we know in today's day and age it's all about me 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 what have you done for me uh lately kind of thing all self-serving stuff so if i can just you know get that out and again everything i do on social media and again no offense guys but everything i do dfs and writing it's basically for me what you do is for you what i do is for me because it's it leads to situations like this where we can all get together on a friday night you know know safe and sound indoors we're not homeless we're not you know everything is fine so it just puts things in a greater perspective that not everybody sees and that's fine because we all learn move and grow at our own pace so just wanted to kind of clear that up in case everyone was wondering who is this guy and why Why is he so positive it makes me want to throw up well that's that's just who i am i'm not like overly positive guy i'm just happy to help and you know better than the
2: alternative that's for sure absolutely Uh, i I think it's great
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I wish we could just keep doing this forever and have no commercials, but, you know, we're going to dip out. We'll be back in about three minutes, and we're going to actually talk some some football, some drafts, some QB, some how it's going to play out, like, you know, kind of get, get your, your appetite wet. You know, uh, we'll, we'll bring the lead math magician back. we will got Detroit Beastie coming back, Bo McBigtime himself, and, of course, Scott Stack Simpson. will be back, so can't wait to see you guys. We'll be back in about three minutes. It,
0: it is the
1: Worldwide Sports
0: Radio Network. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to f- shit up. Whoa. Now back to Jog with Bo and Scott.
1: Boom! In. Woohoo! Scott, what do we got on deck here? Oh man, we, we we've got. Football, 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 draft, QB, football, football, QB, draft, one, two, three, four, five. We're here to talk about how it's going to unfold. What What do you think is going to happen in, in the next couple weeks as we get into the draft season with these quarterbacks? Uh, as it says season, I don't know how you, how you pronounce that, you know, Gilfaison, you know, pleased, charmed, I'm sure, whatever he says. It's charmed,
2: always taco
1: season. It's always taco season. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, Bo is the quarterback guru, so... You know, Bo, I'd love for you to tee it up to my man Beastie and uh, and get him rocking and rolling. Thinking about you know all, all your Pac-12 QB experience. I wanted to make Jordan laugh there.
3: Make me laugh more than anything. Wait, who's a Pac-12 quarterback in this draft?
1: I mean, I think Bo is. You know, <laughs> Davis Mills. No, <Nope. laughs> oh, so I'm a lefty but. too, so it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, so so how do you think this this draft kind of unfolds, Chris? Where's your tingle? What? How do you think this will play out?
0: Well, to me personally, I I've said it for a few weeks now. Just you know, I I think you. I, next to my bed, I sleep with a, a pen and paper. That's no secret. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll write, you know, if I remember a dream or a certain portion, I'll write it down. Cause as lame as it sounds, uh, I, I like to analyze my own dreams and you'll be shocked if you remember a dream and you look it up and it, it kind of parlays into exactly what, what's going on in life, any stress, any, you know, anything. So I write stuff down and I keep waking up and I keep having this dream where, you know, Atlanta at fourth overall, I personally, I think they're the linchpin in what's going to unfold in the rest of the top 10 at least. So we know Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson should be going to the Jets. Mac Jones or Fields goes to San Francisco and then bam, we have Atlanta right there. And what do they do now? Do they, they have a a ton of options, especially at fourth overall. Now do I think that w- with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Arthur Smith, their, their GM, the, the owner proprietor of Home Depot, if I'm not mistaken, I firmly believe that they will not draft a quarterback fourth overall. They see, you know, with Matt Ryan, Julio, they ha- they still have a, a season or two to win now. So I don't think they take a quarterback I wish they would. If they don't take a quarterback, you're going to look at it shaking out like uh, Penny Sewell. Sewell should go to uh, Cincinnati and then Miami. Here we are with Miami. Do they go Pitts, Smith, Jamar Chase? I don't know, but I like the fact that if Miami takes, or excuse me, if Atlanta takes a quarterback at four, that bodes well for my Lions in terms of an offensive skill position. So again, uh, Atlanta at four, and then again, Miami at number six. If Pitts and Chase are on the board, we know that the Lions will be able to get one or the other. Will it be Pitts? Will it be Chase? I don't know. I think Trey Lance goes to Washington at eight. Uh Sir Horn go back to back to Denver and Dallas here. So there, there's so many different ways that this is going to shake out. But uh, for some odd reason, boys, I just can't shake the feeling of uh, I'm going to be watching with bated breath what Atlanta does at four. They could very well draft Jamar Chase. And then that screws up, you know, what, what we're going to do at, uh, excuse me, what we at the Lions do at seven. So to me personally, everything hinges on what Atlanta is going Going to do at number four.
1: But what do you think, my man? What are your thoughts on this?
3: Yes, sir. I want to follow him. You want to follow me? Yeah. Um. So, I Vegas has been playing with the odds. I I usually follow Vegas for the uh, the draft and who's going where. And uh, right now, we basically can assume is Lawrence and Zach Wilson are one, two. The odds have actually switched to Justin Fields, I believe, on DraftKings being the favorite to go three now after Mac Jones stayed up there for God knows how long. And if Fields goes three, Atlanta, I believe, will be getting calls from a lot of teams to move out of four for that Trey Lance pick because I do believe that the hype behind Mac Jones was unwarranted for the most part, I I'm an Alabama fan and I can say that the dude's accurate and he can do a lot of things, but he's one of those, uh, I think Matt Walderman said it best. He's one of those quarterbacks where the situation around him has to be perfect. He's like Kirk cousins in the sense of like a dude that needs a good O-line needs the weapons around him, needs a good run game. And like, that's a good quarterback regardless. Cause I mean, you need things around you, but he's not special. He's not a playmaker. He can't put the team on his back. He can't, make himself great and the one spot i could see mac jones end up falling to would be the uh, broncos at the nine spot which would be a really nice situation for him to go to with judy sutton noah Fant, melvin gordon in the backfield um and pat Shermer would be a fine offensive coordinator to get drafted to my carolina panthers i think are locked in at picking a slater or sewell whoever falls i prefer slater over sewell just because of the mobility where he can actually go into a guard position which is not which is something we need um i know i know bo's a little upset about that comment it's just for the carolina panthers specifically they're one a one b to me um but just being able to go to guard where greg little can stay outside The Lions are the fun spot because you guys can do whatever you want and your fan base gets to go ahead and be like, all right, cool. We got a guy. I personally, I know receiver is the biggest need and Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts are what you guys should target in a sense. Or sorry, Jamar Chase more than Kyle Pitts because Hawk is a great tight end.
0: Real quick, if I may, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I'm kind of, you know, Pitts, Chase, more than likely we don't see them. So I've, you know, been comforter in the fact that, uh, Waddle should be there at seven and I'd be more than happy with them. That's realistic aside from, you know, Pitts or, or Jamar chase. So, uh, sorry to cut you off.
3: No, you cut me off at the right time. Cause I was about to say Jalen Waddle, I think is the best fit outside of chase chase can do it all, but Waddle for those underneath routes, those guys that just, you know, catch it in open field, go down the field for Jared Goff is kind of the offense that you guys will have and Hawk will in the middle of the field and Swift will catch out of the backfield. And then, um, the Cincinnati Bengals scare me. I'll be honest. They they can't pass on Sewell. but like I could totally see them passing on him. And if they pass on Sewell, they'll be crazy. I, I hope if they do, they pick Jamar Chase because I have a theory where they pick Jamar Chase, Joe Brady, the Panthers offensive coordinator, after they fire Zach Taylor inevitably because they're not going to be able to protect Burrow. Joe Brady will get that head coaching job and reunite with Chase and Burrow and then get T Higgins on top which would just be an offense to watch but again those those four quarterbacks I think Lance is going for no matter what I don't think Atlanta's taking him I think somebody's going to trade up and um yeah,
0: that's about it. <laughs> and Vanek, real quick, I understand that if they bring, that, that's a fantastic, that's an LSU connection of all connections with Burrow and, and Higgins and, and Chase there. And realistically, they could do that. Will they? More, I mean, the odds are, are more in favor of that than not grabbing the, the stud in Sewell. And again, you know, you can, they have free agency is all the time, trades in free agency. You can get a ton of offensive linemen, but, but a player like, Jamar Chase, that only comes around every once in a while. There's nobody that, that's in free agency, or there's really nobody in this league that you could realistically trade for. No. So to draft Chase and then kind of build your offensive line as like a ragtag mash unit, I'd be cool with that. If I was a Cincinnati fan, if I was any of the Cincinnati you know, uh, Bengals brass. So that's just my thought process.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's definitely true. The franchise tag kind of ruins like people from actually going to the other teams, but by that time they do, they're past their, like, prime. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a frustrating – It's it's a, that's a frustrating part of the game where not many receivers hit free agency that are of that caliber.
0: True. So, Very happy that the uh, Lions let Kenny G go, 27, 28 years old, 18 million a year. Yeah. It, well, it was the right non-move, if that yeah. makes sense.
3: Of course. Exactly.
0: So, I have, I, have uh, yeah,
1: I, have, I have a question for you. Yeah, I have a question for Mr., Mr. Beastie over there. I heard you and you're talking about your kind of top ten. You had Washington moving into eight, and that was interesting. I wanted to kind of hear where do you kind of
0: see that unfolding? What would they do? Why would that go? You know, so if you look at it, Washington moving over in that spot, as I said, you know, at the end of even last season, uh, I mentioned several times how you know this Washington team on defense, if you play IDP or you know you you DSTs are, are very. Heavily coveted in your leagues, you know the Washington football team is going to be fantastic for a long time, just on their defense alone. And it's no secret. I'm no professional or or like this, you know, unbelievable analyst. But it, it didn't take a, a genius to say that Washington, with a with a young, strong, mobile quarterback, would be unbelievably fantastic, especially with the addition of Curtis Samuel. You got two running backs you can trust now. The young kid and Gibson, who can do it all, and then Antony or excuse me, Jade. McKissick, who you know you can trust to catch, you know, eight to 10 passes a game on 11, 12 targets. I know Bo and I, he was a, a darling in bottom of the barrel last season. JD McKissick, cheap, and you could count on him for fif- 15 to 18 points, and it, and it wasn't even really close here. So to say that, you know, Trey Lance. From North Dakota State going to uh, Washington at pick eight would be it, it would be mind blowing. It would be fantastic for not only the organization, but I think it would. It's one of those things where. You know, After the draft, kind of like last season when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went at, at the last pick of the first round, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went to Kansas City, and bam, he just he leapfrogged everybody in terms of the rookies in our drafts, and nobody thought twice. I could see a case where Trey Lance going to Washington with that defense, with those offensive talents that he has there, I feel like he might actually spring over a guy like Mac Jones, even wherever Mac Jones is drafted. He might even leapfrog a guy like Zach wilson in new york and nobody would think twice so it's one of those things where trey lance will be drafted by washington hopefully and everybody will be looking around like oh my god i can't believe i didn't even see that happening well you heard it here first boys
1: i, I love it i love it it's great man it's just so good to hear the unpacking of that because when it when you said it i was like wait, 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 wait. I, there's more to it i know there's more to it than that and and so so uh, what, what the math magician down there, were you saying that you have also been sharing that theory as well? Have you been spouting that Washington uh, trade-up? I, I wanted to make sure I'm not, you know, stealing credit from, you know, just you as well, if you're spouting that. Are you muted?
3: I think he's muted. I am muted. See, um, yeah, this is why I'm a math magician and not, you know, First the guy who's supposed to bring that. in the fans, the, the good looks for the show. But... Um, with Washington, I think they'll end up trading up to four. I, I know Carolina is definitely a great trade back spot at eight. I just see with the move we made for Darnold, it's going to be, we're going to have Slater or Sewell on the board and there's no tackle that matches the potential of those two. And just, we don't need any weapons. We, we don't need to have, we need a defense in a sense with their D line getting short up, but just, it's so hard to pass in those tackles, but I mean, if Washington calls and they send a package that is worthwhile, I, I wouldn't
0: mind to trade back to the 15 area. <laughs> That and thats game. I think that would be a good move for Carolina and Washington. It's one of those things where uh, it benefits both sides. As we know, we play seasonal or dynasty football. Let's get a trade going that benefits both both of us. I don't want to, you know, kind of get over on you or, or put you down. But it, it would be best for both teams here. You know, uh, Carolina's kind of – I don't want to say they're in a tough spot at 8, but w- when, it, when their chance to draft at 8 comes up, there's just there, – there's so many options there. And, again, I'm not – I to take this with a grain of salt because the Lions have so many holes there. So does Carolina, but Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey and even uh, DJ Moore fill a lot of those gaps, just those three players. So an offensive lineman at eight would kind of would make no sense. They could trade back and still get that same offensive lineman and maybe an extra third round pick or something else in next year's draft. So it makes sense for both teams in Washington, to be honest with you guys, uh, they're, they're going to go for it all here soon. They, they uh, surprisingly Kind of fell into the division title in the East last season, so now it's got their minds going where we can really do this for the long term. So look for Washington at, to move up, like Vanek said. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Can I jump in here real quick? I, what I hate to to say is that I live in Washington, and I've heard the sports radio zealots on there and every year you have these guys who are just like man the skins that's what you used to call them you know before or the washington football team they're gonna make the playoffs this year man i just know they are they're just gonna make it and then every year it's like man they are just some trash or some hot trash so then the, everybody says it every year and so then then the one year they do kind of make it at the end their defense does carry them. those guys are just kind of like told you so man oh, told geez. you so bro man, man i've been about this said- team forever oh, what is-
0: You know what, Scott, how many times have we seen that on on Twitter just this past football season? You know, there's some DFS people or just, you know, whoever think they're hot shots. And it's just awful call after bad decision after bad decision. And then the one week Andy Isabella scores twice, it's all you hear about. You know, (laughs) we're still hearing about Andy Isabella scoring twice, you know, eight months later. So, you know, and I hate to break it to you, Scott, but every, every major football market has the same fans alliance fans say it all the time i'd be willing to bet the jets fans say it too you guys know panthers yeah. fans uh, no,
1: no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I have, I have an, an
0: older retired couple next door and i think they have a a son that went to school down there and he stayed and he's a carolina panther fan so i get to hear it like you know second hand or I third know. hand
2: you're the only one i know jordan <laughs> Hey man, um, but yeah, I think funny. I think the the draft's gonna transpire a little bit differently than all the all we're hearing is that Lawrence Wilson Fields or whatever the Niners do at three. What we kind of miss are the narratives that kind of underlie. Like this is lying season. This is talking season. We have no idea if Trevor Lawrence is actually going to be the top pick. You have too many connections to Ryan Day through Urban Meyer there for me to ignore it. Uh, the possibility that Fields could go number one, um, and Lawrence is—I think Lawrence is a caliber above everybody else in this class, which he sh- means he should be the pick for Jacksonville. Um, but there's too many signals there, the Ohio State connection, um, to ignore Justin Fields possibly going at number one, which would cause a ripple effect where Lawrence goes to the Jets. And then you would have um, the same kind of decision for the 49ers where they're looking for the same kind of quarterback. They're looking for somebody who's cerebral, who can make quick decisions. And uh, they're, they, I think they secretly want Zach Wilson to be available at three. Um, that's the, that BYU to 49ers connection via like Steve Young. Um, that That's something that there's still a pipeline there. I'm a Northern California guy. So I definitely know that uh, BYU kids get a lot more attention around here than than they normally would across the country. And Zach Wilson, I don't know if he's that special, but he's damn good. And so uh if he somehow slips to three, the 49ers will be ecstatic. And so uh and plus you have that five, yeah, if the Bengals don't take either Panay, Sewell or uh Slater, they're they're idiots. Well I mean they are they are. I mean history track record shows that the Bengals brass just can't get out of their own way. So if they take a Jamar chase, you're going to see that same trickle down effect where Joe Brady makes his way where he's the next in line for that big job. And guess what? He's going to take over his old quarterback and and all those weapons. And hopefully they can build a line around him. But that's I can totally see that happening if they take Chase, the Penny Sewell or Slater um, going down the list. It's uh, it's anything can happen based on what transpires the first four picks. I don't think there's any way the Falcons take that pick. There's too much leverage in that spot. They don't need a quarterback this year. They don't need a quarterback next year. Um, they can take pits. That might be the only time I see. The only thing I see at four is if the Falcons take Oh, just be say, so hey, sexy. oh that would here. be
0: unbelievable.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's the only. Backpack, undroppable, unbelievable.
0: And then Najee Harris in the second round. I mean, Atlanta could really do some damage in this draft, but do so they I have don't the think brains?
2: Have I don't see that happening though, because I think if they take a sexy pick like Pitts instead of trading back for assets like multiple or multiple first rounders, middle first rounders, or next year's first rounders to build up that defense, which would be the smart thing to do, um, then they're they're going to have Pitts and then they're going to have they're going to run into trouble later on. And Najee's not going to be there in the second. There's too many running back starving teams at the end of the first, and he's going to go in the first.
0: Is anybody ready to talk about Javante Williams at 18th to Miami or or – uh, it, it's amazing, and, and real quick to you know what you were saying, Bo. You know Atlanta to me personally. I, I've read uh, anybody can do this, but I've seen so much action. I used to live lived right outside of Atlanta for you know about eight months in college playing baseball down there, and so I, I'm still in contact with those people and everybody that I know, even on social media or just people you come across. Uh, all the talk in that town of Atlanta is they don't care ab- about uh, attaining assets this year. The way they're set up with, with Matt Ryan's contract and Julio kind of in the twilight of his career. They want to go all in this season if possible to just win. Do what they need to do because again, we know they were dead last in the South last season and more than likely, you know, they're trending in that direction now. So they're going to do make a lot of splash uh, you know, drafts or they're going to do a lot of weird stuff that we won't see coming because he, they don't even care. They want to win right now by any means necessary.
2: Yeah, and Pitt's Gives them a studly offense, but that defense is a disaster. Like it really they're, is. They're, I mean, I, we said it last week. They're almost exactly the same team as the Cowboys, and I'm I'm nervous because the Cowboys are in kind of a leverage spot themselves at ten, where they can get a top corner that they desperately need, or they can trade back with a team, the Patriots, if uh, Trey Lance or Mac Jones slips. Uh, the Patriots could be in position to move up to 10 and give the Cowboys the same chance to take a defensive stud. Um, one of those top three corners would be ideal or a defensive tackle like, uh, like what's his name? Uh, Barmore. Bar- Barmore, yeah. Probably. Yeah, very He's, good. Uh, no, they... Absolute stud. Um, I wouldn't be un- unhappy with anybody on defense, but um, that 10 spot is going to be interesting see who's available.
3: the The other cool thing that – sorry, Detroit, to cut you off there, but the other cool thing was – in the top ten, think about all the new GMs we have. We've got Balkan, Jacksonville. We've got Carolina's got a Fritterer from Seattle. The Lions got um the guy from the Rams. I can't think of this or Brad Holmes. Um really? thank you. We've got like six, seven new GMs in the top ten alone, or finding out with Atlanta. And I don't know who's been drafting for the Saints. The last like four drafts, they've absolutely destroyed just getting value getting out of drafts that don't have a lot of depth and also just uh, continuing to nail all that they build a defense in like two years it took them two years to become from like one of the worst defenses in football to the top that's
0: like, I, I'm interested to see what
2: math, they're way over the
3: out. <laughs> lest,
0: <laughs> lest we forget that pro, professional football, it's, you know, unfortunately right now, it's all male-driven, male GMs, male head coaches, right? And that, that's a conversation for another, you know, it's a topic for another thing, but w- we've seen it. It's it's all about pride and ego. So I love that you brought up how many new GMs we have in the top 10 drafting spots, meaning these these GMs mixed with new head coaches they're going to make a, a like a, a, a life altering, like a franchise altering draft pick come hell or high water just to say, well, when I was GM uh, in Atlanta or when I was GM in Jacksonville, I drafted Trevor Lawrence by any means necessary. And they don't, they're they not going to listen to anybody. What, whatever they want to do, they're going to do. So that's why, again, th- this top 10 in this actually this entire draft is more, you know, exciting than I can ever remember. I, I don't know if you guys feel the same.
2: So jacked yeah draft i'm so
3: jacked and added, add the covet effect of like we had a shortened season we don't have the normal tape that we know like have and, i mean these guys get it all the wrong get it all wrong all the time it would be funny to see someone like completely slip that's like a top you know regarded as a top six pick mm-hmm. Same. So, i mean even the mac jones obviously not nor normally we wouldn't have him in the top 10 but way this offseason goes imagine if davis mills went over him or kellen Mond. A team like the Washington the football team, like, say they get to that pick, they don't trade up, they still take like Barrymore instead. And then at like 27, 28, they trade up and draft Kellen Mott. Like,
0: stuff like that could I totally happen.
2: I just did a mock where Mac Jones fell to 32 at Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs> oh, I just, I have the sneaking suspicion of all the, this, this is a good question to bounce around if we have time, Scott, I don't know, but you know, who's the one guy that's supposed to be, you know, a first round talent or like a top 15 kind of pick that you think will fall the the, the lowest. And to me, you answer my own question. I think Devonta Smith, for some odd reason, he's going to fall down draft boards and he might be available to, you know, Minnesota at 14. That wouldn't make sense. Or, or New England at 15. Uh, he sure surely could make it to even uh, Philadelphia if they trade. They're at uh, they're they're at twelve or thirteen right now, if I'm not mistaken. Or imagine Devonta Smith making it to thirteenth overall to join Justin Herbert uh, in L.A. That would be a- unbelievable. Oh. Oh, so, kind of so juicy. Sounds, so that's juicy. That's
1: oh yeah. my God. <laughs>
0: Just oh, went man. from six to midnight, as they say in the movies. Uh,
1: yes, yes. I, I, I gotta say, uh, you know, uh, Chris, this been great. Uh, by the way, uh, shout out all the stuff that Chris has done. When, when my daughter was diagnosed, uh, you know, last year, a long time ago, uh, Chris sent his little cat, Beastie, little pictures of Beastie over just to to warm her, just to encourage her in the hospital. One of the coolest things, man, just being able to be like, hey, this is my friend, Chris. Here's a picture of Beastie, Beastie. Know you, you know, and here he is under the chair over next you, or whatever. It was just cool. And London, you know, we can't have pets because my wife, well, we can't have uh, cats because my wife's allergic to cats, but not
0: dogs. No. Yeah, you I got to find a new wife, man. You know what? I
1: mean, <laughs> she, she's been advocating for that. She's waiting for me to hit the million maker so that I can, you know, actually pay off. take a couple I mean,
2: bucks. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, but we have to do this again. I would love to, to keep going and going and going, but you know, we, we have to kind of end in, in the hour. So uh, thank you to you. Thank you to uh, Bowman big time. Thank you to Jordan Vanek one on Twitter, uh, you know, nimble, Team is stronger today than we were yesterday, and I'm excited yes. just to yeah, just to see all the stuff we can do, man. Yeah, flex it up, man. Oh, <laughs> and, and uh, I like what, what what Beastie was saying because he was talking about not being a deposit king, and I'm rocking. My man Pete over said deposit kings here, so you know I hear the yes. truth. I turn fifty cents into five k, so I'm with Beastie, man. Like I, you don't need. To, to keep putting money in, keep chasing that dragon. you just got to be smart with your money. We'll help you this year. Talk to any of us, the four of us. We've got you covered in DFS. If you follow us, you're gonna make some money. We all did last year, so you know we all we all cashed in the in the in the IRS's eyes. I think that's what's important. So we can be the IRS guys if you want to give us like a, a little foursome label.
2: <laughs> make so,
0: the shirts. Have, get,
1: yeah, get in touch to, with Viridian to, Global.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So.
0: I just wanted a word with me after
1: taken all of Scott's money last time. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> sure heard that. This is a okay, Sorry. Shout out to the kids, uh, Denny Carter. We can't cuss on this show because it's a radio show. So you know, but we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Bo, do we have a guest next week? Besides, I mean, Jordan's with us for for the long haul. But who else is coming back? Jordan's not a guest. He's a he's a co host.
0: Jordan, you need to put those away. You got to get some sun on those arms before you start flashing them all around. The green screen is cutting through them. They're so white. Dude, He's we're Florida. How
2: does
3: that work? All right, we're we're gonna be tanning tomorrow. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna get this we're gonna get this going.
1: Get bronze on my friend. oh man, I know. Well, uh, well, we're excited that Jordan's a part of the team. We're gonna we're gonna win you money. We're all four people are here. Are gonna win you money next year if you play DFS with us. So uh, do check us out. Uh So as we get out of here, uh, Beastie, where can people find you, the work you're doing, and uh, the content you're producing?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. I I won't bore people with plugs and all that. It gets kind of, you know, you drone on and it's whatever. So uh, find me at Detroit Beastie. If any, if I can ever do anything, help anybody, you DM me, I'll give you my phone number, whatever you want to do. And, you know, uh, alone, we can only get so far, but together with the support and the love of other people in large groups, we can get to the moon. So uh, if any, if I can ever help any of you, anybody else, you shoot me a DM and uh, all love. Thanks for having me.
1: I love it. I love it. Mr. Bone, big time. Where can people find you and the content you're producing and the hot sauce you're making as well, sir?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Bo underscore Mick Big Time and at bigtimeflavorcode.com. Chalk21 at checkout, 10% off. Boom.
1: I love it. What about you, Mr. Vanek? Where can people find your work, sir?
3: People can find me at Jordan Vanek one uh, That's where everything that I post will be there, and you can. Be on the lookout for the DFS season for football. That's when things will really kick off on my account. Oh, it's going to be crazy. The money making going to be out of control. <laughs> well, well, thank you, everybody. I appreciate
1: you hanging in there with us. We'll be back next week, and we're going to just be here until – I mean, there's no end of the show. It just keeps going every single Friday night. So we're going to be here for a long time. So I appreciate everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio
0: Network.